Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Being Wednesday, it means we have the opportunity to chat to Dr. Carl. He's our Australian science communicator. Dr. Carl, a very good morning. Are you having are you having extreme heat in Australia as well? We are really sweltering here in South Africa, in Johannesburg at the moment. Yes, uh, we've got a combination of extreme heat and extreme cold. Um, but it's when I was up at, um, well... What we're doing mm-hmm. with global warming is we're putting 600,000 Hiroshima bombs of heat energy into the atmosphere each day. Now, luckily, so a lot of those bombs uh, are in studio, energy, I can tell you. <laughs> well, luckily, about 93% of that energy goes into the ocean. If it didn't, the air temperature would be about 75 degrees C and we'd all be dead. So the bottom, you know, one, eight kilometers is warmed up by about one degree C. One, actually, it's more than one and a half officially now. And the top of the ocean is warmed up by about one degree C, the bottom, the top kilometer. And we're seeing the effects of it. The, the pendulum has more energy, so it swings more violently. On average, it's going to be hotter, but it can go both hot and cold. Is that also why we would see more aggressive storms? Ah, yes. Um, The World Meteorological Association is now considering that we will no longer stop at Category 5, but invent a new Category 6. In Australia, three years ago, after Australia or Sydney became the hottest place on Earth on the 4th of January in the year 2020, we invented a new code for extreme heat, which went beyond red, we went to purple. But the good news is... The only thing stopping us mm-hmm. from using today's technology to stop climate change are the politicians who have been, how do I put it delicately, influenced by the fossil fuel companies in the same way that big tobacco and big alcohol have influenced politicians in the past. We can fix it. We just need different politicians. I just saw an interesting article. One million electric cars sold in the UK since 2002. So the UK have hit a million uh, electric vehicles. That's got to start to impact, surely. Ah, I'll tell you the secret. Did I mention about how how they can run the country, the electric vehicles? No, no. Okay, let me take you through it. So firstly, um, think about an electric vehicle that can travel average 500 kilometers right and the battery is measured in energy that's kilowatt hours not kilowatts yes that's different not hours kilowatt hours and that 100 kilowatt hours will either take you 500 kilometers right we're heading up to six seven hundred now or it can run an american house for two or three days or our very efficient house for seven to ten days depending on how many people are here or my son's apartment for 20 to 24 days Okay, suppose you want to buy that 100 kilowatt hours of battery. You, in Amer- these are American figures. Right. It's either 73,000 US dollars, which is enormous. Huge. Or, mm-hmm. you, huge. or you can go to the most popular vehicle sold in America in the last four decades, the utility, the Ford F-150, and they have an electric version, which comes with a 100 kilowatt hour battery and everything needed to run... V2L, so you can run power tools off it. V2V, vehicle to vehicle, so you can give electricity to another vehicle, like in the old days you could give Mm, petrol or mm. gasoline. V2H, you can run your house off it. Or V2G, uh, vehicle to grid. And you can buy this car for roughly half the price, $43,000, 
and you get a car thrown in for free, or you can go for method number three. You can go to Tesla and buy a 100-kilowatt-hour battery not for your house for $73,000, but as a spare part for your car. And suddenly the same internals are $18,000. And Musk is making a huge profit. Yeah, I know. He's making a huge profit. He's greedy. So, But here's the thing. Suppose every uh, vehicle in Australia or the UK is an electric vehicle. Well, in that case, if the grid goes down, it doesn't matter. The electric vehicles can run the domestic situation in Australia or the UK for a week or so. That is so absolutely the electric incredible. Vehicle, yeah, the electric vehicle is not a drain. It's actually an essential part for catching the excess electricity that we get manufactured. What, from wind what, and uh, because what, what kind of uptake has there been, uh, I'm interested in certain parts of Australia, in, uh, in solar-powered energy? You know, here in Johannesburg, certainly in our suburb, I would say that almost every second house, maybe I'm exaggerating, but almost every second house is, is solar-power enabled, primarily because our electricity is unreliable. But the, but the result is, the unintended consequence is that, of course, we, we are becoming a little bit more green in and clean in our power uh, usage what's it like in australia ah. uh on one hand we are probably have got the highest uptake of solar power in australia even with the various governments trying to make it unattractive and the latest trick last year was that they were going to charge us for putting electricity into the grid they were so going to charge you so you yeah, so it's as though you go to a petrol station and you say, fill me up with petrol. Oh, by the way, give me $100 as well. So um, the, politi- the politicians have been somewhat influenced, shall we say, by the big fossil fuel companies who, and, and, and with regard to knowing when global warming was real, the um, insurance companies could see that it was happening in 1973 and in certain areas started charging more for climate-related events. The fossil fuel companies who did the best research saw it in 1982 and the climate scientists were convinced by 1990 and then the fossil fuel companies started denying it for the last third of a century and as you see with various wars, propaganda, we Mm. say it over and over loud enough. It's really phenomenal. Uh, one of our listeners asking, Dr. Carl, can, the, can fuel actually be used for rockets? If so, um, uh, if so, can it not have an additive which works for generators, etc., but not for, for rockets? Oh, if not, uh, I guess, is the question. So what are they asking? So, so they're asking, asking what sort of fuel? I, I think they're asking, I think there's always this question, about uh, why it would it would seem I think it, it probably relates to the Gaza situation where where people are saying well if you send in fuel it's just going to go to to use in rockets and if, I think uh, our listener is saying can fuel actually be used for rockets um, obviously it can be used oh. for generators and pumping um, oxygen into the tunnels and things like that but do rockets actually need fuel? Well, there are many different fuels. I'm guessing they're not talking about liquid oxygen and hydrogen. No. They're talking about hydrocarbons such as petrol or gasoline, as the Americans call it. 
And in general, gasoline is not a good rocket fuel. A better rocket fuel is kerosene, but the best is hydrogen liquid oxygen. You can use liquid oxygen and methane, but petrol, gasoline, the burning characteristics are not suitable for rocket fuel. Right. So I think the the concern there is is the the use in generators. I don't think it's the I don't think it's per the actual rockets. We don't have a lot of time, but I do want to ask you about new plant disease uh, because of the the conversation we're having with uh, higher CO two levels. Yes. So with regard to plants mm-hmm. at higher CO two levels, like instead of the four twenty parts per million we have today, we've got five fifty. Sure, you'll get 20% more food that you can eat from the plant, but the nutritional value has gone down not by 20% if it was diluted, but actually by 50%. So the higher carbon dioxide does bad things to the macronutrients. It also makes things easier for viruses. It turns out that the main predator of plants, which I didn't know, are the viruses that are carried by the insects. Sure, the insects will bite them, Mm. but there's all sorts of viruses like barley yellow dwarf viruses or soybean mosaic virus. And the uh, viruses can adjust very quickly. So you and I, we have babies every 25 years. Plants have babies every year or twice a year viruses every 20 minutes and the viruses are mutating like crazy so we're already seeing the reduction in food crops due to climate change and what we're going to have to do is get clever and the scientists have thought let's not use insecticides because they've got side Mm, effects mm. let's go to the plants and change their internal metabolisms to make them more hostile to viruses And of course, this is part of uh, stopping climate change because the other thing is we can stop and reverse it with today's technology. Dr. Carl, thank you as always. Interesting, Mark says, amongst my customers, which are a lot, every single house here um, has solar. That's very interesting indeed. I do think that the... the, Adoption of solar in South Africa, certainly in Johannesburg, has been absolutely immense. It is seven o'clock. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.